1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We have part two of a series that we started a few weeks ago, Creating the Perfect Sales Message. I'm super excited to share everything we've got with you guys today. I see him riding into the studio, galloping in on his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the one, the only, bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: the sound sound is low sound is low you know what
1: you were slow and they
0: they were already on their way out i can't <laughs> help it <laughs> well good to see you my friend
1: how are you good hang on one second hey hey trumpeteers can you come back he wants a redo of that no good it's still nice. Uh, maybe we need new trumpeteers
0: yeah, I yeah, I think it's time for those guys to go. They've
1: yeah. got stuck in their ways. You know, and then they're never mixing it up either, which is kind of annoying. Yes, that is I, true. That is I feel true. like I feel like we should get a revised fanfare for you. <laughs> yes. If any of our listeners uh would like to volunteer to be our new trumpeteer, we're accepting applications as of thirty seconds ago.
0: Yes. As of right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, with uh with the important stuff out of
0: the way. Right,
1: yes. Um, how's it going? Besides the fact that you've gotten your first haircut in about
0: six years. Yes, I had a, uh, had a falling out with a lawnmower this morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. What's the lawnmower look like?
0: <laughs> yeah, it came off worse than me, believe it or not. But yes, here in the UK, I, uh, I know obviously we've got listeners all over the world. Shout out to our regular listeners in Shengzhou. Good to Good to see you guys. What's up, you guys? Shang so, uh, yeah, here in the UK, yesterday, actually, at the time we're recording this, um, some of the rules, the laws, the regulations around this whole pandemic situation started to ease. We went into like the second phase of what our government has called this roadmap to going back to normality by somewhere around about July. So children went back to school because schools were all closed. So they went back about five weeks ago. Then yesterday, um, they started opening some, you know, certain stores and retail and people that cut hair so today i was there first thing this morning banging on the door ready for it so yeah i lost about two pounds in in an hour so not 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 a bad weight loss regime there so now that now that your hair is cut and like the rules are relaxing
1: a little bit are you able to get back into your burlesque or like how's that going to work what are the rules around that
0: it's quite difficult because I'm a bit more of a more intimate, touchy-feely right. kind of guy. And, you know, at the moment, the distance thing, it's not really working well for tips. I'm yeah, obviously. no,
1: that that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> so you got a little bit longer before you're back in the saddle.
0: Yes, yeah, a yeah. little bit longer to be fully back.
1: Right, okay. All right, well, keep us posted. We're all interested. <laughs> when all
0: interested the crowds are like no we're really not <laughs>
1: crowds are like i want to scratch my eyes out every time we talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh
1: so i'm last uh when was it so a few weeks ago um and my notes uh my notes tell me episode 193 Ooh. you you and i uh so we're uh, episode 196 today hard as an aside it's incredibly difficult for me to believe I've been doing this with you for two hundred episodes almost. <laughs> right. Like what the actual F. That's
0: a that's a lot of weeks. It is a lot of weeks. Two hundred weeks. It's almost weeks. four years. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. It seems it seems a lifetime ago when I was sitting in Boise Airport, I think it was, <laughs> the phone rings. What does James want? What's this what's this guy want? Oh, I don't <laughs> want to talk to him. What shall I oh go on, I'll answer it. There we go. So was born, JTT. And here we are, show 196. Now reflecting back on 193 as well. Yeah, like, look at us. We're, like, we're doing a retro. We're mastered this game. Podcasting, we've done. <laughs> <laughs> we're revisiting. We're going back to old shows now to do the
1: second part. We're opening up the archives. <laughs> um, although I don't, I don't really know. We considered three episodes ago the archives. But let's just say, for argument's sake, so 193. Let's, uh, let's quickly touch on that. We started that show by saying, hey, we want to talk to people about creating the perfect sales message. Yes. And um, truthfully, I think we went deeper on some of the pre-frame stuff in that episode than even we thought we might going into that show. And where that left was, we got we to gotta finish that up because it's not just enough to create the pre-frame and get people ready and have the mindset right, but you still
0: actually have to have a conversation and close the sale. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. That that ended up being a, a well, my opinion, humble opinion, uh, a really great episode because it was. You know, it was intended. We were just going to jump on and we were going to talk about, like you say, crafting the perfect sales pitch, how to go into a conversation, you know, and craft a great you know deliver a great pitch and sales pitch that that ultimately you know led to the end result that you're looking for and i think as we as we started that conversation uh, you know it's it a bit of a curveball for us both it, the, the conversation just evolved into actually well i guess before you can go into that conversation there are some initial steps that are probably either going to help that conversation or make it really even more difficult. So yeah. yeah, we we really covered some great stuff. I know we spoke about all the aspects in terms of, you know, knowing and getting clear on who you're selling to, who are you serving, you know, who are the right people for what you're offering? Why are they the right people? So all those aspects got covered in 193. So today we're just going to assume now that that part's done. If you haven't yeah. heard it, you don't know that piece yet, Very important that you do cover that. You know, you can't just jump into trying to sell to anyone. So make sure you listen to that first. And now I guess this is now that second part. We're closing the loop to all those. I know there must be somebody out there that for the last three weeks has lost sleep thinking like, I just don't know how to craft the perfect sales pitch. And they open looped me. Well, here we are. We're going to close that loop. I think think there's millions of people who have been losing
1: sleep over this. It's like, you know, when you're watching a great show – we had this experience recently. We we're watching an awesome show, and we binged, and then we caught up to where it was live. Oh yeah! And it was like, oh my god, I can't believe I have to wait a week for this. Oh, and yeah. then, and then it turned out they were on a week hiatus, so we had to wait two weeks. Oh my! Wow! So I, wow. I sympathize with everybody who's been waiting for the second show to drop.
0: Well, I remember you doing that, just not to go on a side note, but I remember actually staying over at your house when the last final episode of Game of Thrones was on. <laughs> and uh, I actually had only just started watching J- Game yes. of Thrones about three weeks before. and I was <laughs> like, I've got to sit with my back turned because I'm, like, one episode off at, like, where you're at. And I can't sit and watch the final one yet, but I, I binged-watched together with my wife this is disgusting we binged watched from beginning to end the entire game of thrones in a period of 17 days oh my gosh like 21 hours just realize what went into that (laughs) just realize how little work happened in those 17 days yeah you're absolutely right in the like oh gosh i can't i don't know how you watch that show if you waited a week in between episodes (laughs) no it would have been terrible so uh anyway all right so
1: so part two so um so super super quick recap, part one, episode 193. You want to go back and listen to it. I think it's a great foundation for what we're going to talk about today. Talked about how selling isn't selfish. Why are you selling the thing that you're selling? Really understanding the problem that you solve, understanding the people that you're serving, and making sure you're selling into the right people, right? So that was kind of the, the frame and the backdrop. So today what, what I want to talk about is... How do you have the sales conversation? Okay, so it's one thing to you know, understand at a at a high level that selling is serving. It's another thing to understand, these are the people that I want to serve, right? But when you get into that sales conversation, let's say this is in person, it's on the phone, you know, wherever, but you're going to have an interaction with somebody. And I think for many people, this is where they start to freak out when it comes right. to sales. They're like... Oh, like, Oh my gosh, like it's happening. I'm talking to another human being and I'm going to try to sell them something. Right. And there's like all this fear and uncertainty and anxiety and everything that could, could, uh, sort of like rise up to the surface. Um, I'm curious about you. I know when I first started selling things, like I could barely function when it came time to like asking for the sale. It was like heart pounding in my chest, like cotton mouth. I was like, somebody give me some water to drink. Like I'm a mess right now. Um, I don't, maybe, maybe you were better at it right out of the game. No, 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 no.
0: My, my very first experience of trying to sell to to another human on the phone, like not using a website um, was somebody I knew I was going, this is like, whoo, this must be like, 10 or so years ago now 10 11 years ago somebody I knew was like oh you know we've got this opportunity like to sell this program to people if you want to make some extra money that way and obviously I was at the very earliest stages of my business then of course yeah I, I need to make some money so anyway how um I had no training I didn't even know what to do at all I was just like oh yeah cool yeah like, so I, I was kind of like obviously I was nervous but I was like I need to try and make some money. And uh, I remember after a few days of me like just just having all these phone calls and not one sale. And I was actually only selling a five hundred dollar program. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't sell one. And I, like, that was my first experience. And it completely scared me away from doing that. Um, but but like the big lesson was is like, oh, there is a process to this. Yeah. You know, there yeah. is an actual process to actually being able to successfully sell to somebody. You know, it's not like, oh, you just jump on the phone clueless with no idea of where you're going or what direction you're taking the call and what type of conversation you're going to have or where you're leading it. Um, that's that's not how it works. So then that's the good news. You know, that's what I could say to anyone watching or listening, that, that that connects with what we've just said, like, oh my god, you're right, like it freaks me out the idea of this. Well, yeah, that's fine, that's normal. But the great news is is there is a process. Yeah. I, it, there is a kind of formula, if you like. And once you learn that and once you get good, you know, you get better and better and it, you start to relax, don't you, over time? And so, yeah, I'm sure obviously that's what we're going to kind of get into and dissect over the next, what, 40, 40 or so minutes. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's okay if you're scared.
1: It's okay if you suck. It's okay if you've never done it before. It's okay if you've done it a bunch before and you still suck. Right. Um it all that's okay the the biggest thing that matters here is that you have a desire to do it to sell uh you have a desire to get better and you know I think there's very few things that are as critical in business as knowing how to sell right um you know you don't you don't make any money if nobody's selling this right is true and some so could argue
0: that you don't do anything without selling you don't get in relationships yeah. you don't do anything without selling in some ways absolutely and so uh, so it's a worthwhile skill regardless of whether you're
1: going to be the person you know closing people on the phone or going into people's offices or houses or whatever um and so so uh so let's let's get into this sales conversation a little bit um yeah, it's so funny. I, I have like a thousand stories I want to tell, but I want to stay focused here too. <laughs> um, just about early nerves and things like that. Uh, so, so when I would say the very first thing that's most important when you're getting into a sales conversation with somebody is that you control the frame. Um, and most people don't think about this. They like go in. Like here's a scenario. I'm sure I'm sure you ran into this in your early days as well. You have a sales conversation of some kind. You get there, and the client or prospect is sitting there with their arms crossed, and they're like, "All right, impress me," or <laughs> you know, "Okay, cool." Like, well, tell me what you do and how much is it, or you know, they're somehow enforcing their frame onto you, right. and a and a junior salesperson or a rookie salesperson falls for that hook, line, and sinker immediately and loses control of the frame of the conversation. And I'd say very rarely will you recover from that. Yes. Um, because they've they've been, they're now in control of how this thing goes. And so there's, there's absolutely going to be, and it's, it's super funny when you start seeing this because they might not even know they're trying to control the frame. right? Right. They're just like, Hey, I'm on this call because I want to know how much your thing costs. Yeah. And right. And in their mind, that's like a super valid thing. But when you just are like, all right, well it costs, you know, $2,000 or it costs $3,000. Right. If you answer that question too soon, you haven't given them enough. You haven't given yourself enough of a chance to figure out what's really important to them to even make an offer. So, 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 we, there's so much to unpack here, but number one, you've got to control the frame, meaning you're the one who's positioning the purpose and outcome of the conversation that you're having with somebody. Right. So, so Dean, if you're, you know, if you're the, if you're the prospect and you come to me and you're like, okay, well, how much is your thing? I'm not going to tell you right away. Not because I'm unwilling to tell you, But because I need to control the frame and I genuinely need to know (coughs) what's important to you. Why, Why are we even having this conversation? So my response to something like that would be something along the lines of, well, there's a variety of different options and different ways that we could go forward with this. And we'll talk about those if it's appropriate. But what we need to start with is I need to understand why are you on this call with me? And and right there,
0: I've I've in a very subtle way assumed control of the call. Yes, and then, mm-hmm. then, then that's that's the key, isn't it? Like you have to from the very beginning remain in control of the call and the direction yes. in which it's going. And and then, and just to be clear, like there are possibly going to be moments where like that control wavers, but you gotta you gotta, you gotta bring it back. back. You got to bring it back, you know. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, you know, we've had a ton of calls where it's like, hey, you know, call him from Dean Holland's office. It's like, oh, I'm so glad you called. You know, I've just been out with my dog and he chased this guy, you know, and and, and I would have been the guy. Oh my gosh, I had a similar experience with my dog <laughs> recently. <laughs> and you think like, oh, I'm going along with it because like I'm I'm getting to know them, but like, no, you they are leading you now. Yeah, well, and some so
1: sometimes depending on the situation. Like, I might go along with that for a little while, and then there will be a stark pause where we'll say, okay, super, super cool stuff. Can't believe we share that in common. Let's, uh, let's talk about why we're here today, right? And, like, immediately, like, bring in that frame. Bring it back. Bring in the frame, right? Because it's great It's great to build rapport. It's great to, like, you know, acknowledge uh, things that you have in common, common interests, common relationships, you know, whatever. Like I could find something in common with almost anybody and that's great, but you still have to make sure that that's going to get framed into, into a, a sales conversation of some kind. And the number one thing is having the person acknowledge what's going on in their world, in their life, in their business that caused them to want to take the call with you. Okay. Yes. And this, this is the case, even if it's a, I, I, I man it's been forever since I've done cold calls but if I did a cold call I would do a cold call to set an appointment not to pitch and then on the appointment I would be like alright well why are we here they could easily say well cause you made me be here or cause you called me right I could be and, but but this is where this is where I would take control I'd say oh well I know that but why did you say yes
0: ah right there we go why Pull are you back. here?
1: Pull it back. You're here. You're here not because I forced you. You're here because you think there might be something here for you. And I want you to tell me
0: what you think that might be. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Because I guess, you know, I just want to, let's just highlight for anybody that's kind of newer at, the, at this side of thing. Like at the end of the day, that sales call and this helped me. I just share this quick. This helped me in terms of re- removing some of that pressure that I would feel going into this type of conversation. Is like you're not trying necessarily to get a sale from every call. Like Mm-mm. your goal is to find out if the sale is right for this individual. Yes. And so, like, what we what you're getting at here is like we're about to go into some form of like fact finding mode. Like we're, we're doing our intel, we're doing our research. You know, it is important to get an understanding into this person that you're about to speak with. Because, you know, so forget about, you know, in my opinion, and I'm sure some people would dispute this, but like I don't even really necessarily think about the sale at the beginning, because right now I have nothing to sell that person in the first 10 minutes of the call. There's like, no I don't know if I have to offer this person something yet. You know, and so so we're really talking about like we've got to move into that fact-finding or intelligence finding uh type of mode, right? Right. Absolutely. And and to your point, part of that is
1: asking them questions. Why yeah. why why are you here? And they'll be like, Well, I'm here. And and you can't you can't um what's the word I wanna use? You can't just like sort of do lip service to these first pieces, because I think like it's so important that you get that frame correct and that you get them talking about why they're truly there. Because if, if you have, because I've been, I've, I've had calls where people try and sell me something. Right. And they're like, Hey James, uh, you know, thanks so much for making time for the call. So like, uh, so like, you know, what's going on in your business? And I'll say, well, X, Y, Z. And they'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, cool. So like, let me tell you about this thing and be like, dude, you did like you just glossed over the most important fundamental foundation part of this entire conversation because you thought it was a step in the process instead of not realizing you have to satisfy the reason behind that step before you move forward.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, I'm am I'm, I'm curious just 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 on on your business, but my business. Do you, um, in terms of sales calls, are you doing like a strategy session type thing or are you doing like, you know, you've applied for this program and I'm here to find out if it's right for you?
1: Uh, I think we used to do more of the uh, strategy session thing. Right. And where now it's more it's,
0: like, let's have a chat and see if we're a good match to work together and yeah. go from there type thing.
1: Yeah. It's much, it's much easier if somebody's applying for something specific. Yeah, Um, in my mind. But even then, it's still saying, okay, well, I see that you applied for XYZ program, or you're interested in XYZ product or service. Tell me a little bit about what made that appealing to you? Yes. Like, why? Why do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. And that's why I was curious to ask, cause we, you know, we very much over the last few years have shifted to like, you know, you're applying for a specific program and I'm here to see if you're qualified to join. Yeah. Uh, so we're quite upfront now, you know, um, but I just wanted to, to ask you that question because I'm sure, you know, everybody listening is going to have a, Slightly different setup or slightly different business. But I want to just be clear here that, like, what we're talking about is universally applicable. Doesn't yeah. matter what, how you've set it up to lead to that phone call, that phone call is going to follow a certain path. And it's always going to, you know, that phone call ultimately is always going to be about, like, this intelligence finding this recon mode of finding out like why they're here. What are their challenges? I suppose we're going to get into this stuff, but like, it doesn't matter what business you have or what it, is, how it is you framed that call. It's going to still apply. I just want to be yeah. clear on that. It's absolutely. And, and we can
1: take this from, you know, the sort of coaching consulting info product world, but, but this applies no matter where you go. Like, let's say I'm going to a store and I need to buy a suit, right? I have, um, my, my sister's getting married in a couple months. And so I'm going to need to, uh, you know, get some stuff for that. If I go into the store and I say, okay, I want a suit. And the guy's just like, all right, here's a suit. Right. There's, there's no, there's no rapport. There's no, there's no salesmanship going on there. But if he says, oh, okay, cool. Well, what kind of event are you, um, why, why do you need a suit? Right. Cause it could be, I need a suit because, you know, I'm doing a business meeting. It could be, I'm going to a wedding. It could mean, you know, I'm, I'm doing some, you know, I'm going to a party Wearing a suit, right? And so it's like the more that the salesperson pulls the information out of the prospect in terms of what good looks like, what are they hoping to get, what are they hoping to achieve, the easier everything else becomes. And it's such a critical phase. Um, And so number one, don't let your prospects' questions shake and rattle you, and control the frame. And the best way to do that is by starting to ask questions about why they're there and what they hope to achieve.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And I'll tell you, um, I think this is a fairly, fairly popular movie. So like for anyone that's seen The Wolf of Wall Street, for example, yeah, yes. there's a scene where they're sitting around at the table, and he's like, sell me this pen. And he throws it to one of his friends, and he just immediately is like, well, this is a great pen. It's got a nice you know, aluminum polished polished aluminum case you know it's in nice blue ink he's like benefits and features and it's just like no 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 and then he passed it to his other friend and it's a very different situation like that that what the first people do for anyone that's seen that is typically how a lot of new people to sales are going to go they're going to like try and force the product on the prospect immediately like we got the best product it's the best thing in the world this is why you need it oh it's really cheap right now as well like do you want to buy it You know, like, no, what we're talking about here is no step back from that. You know, we got to find out first. No, it's such a great,
1: it's such a great example. You can't, you can't lead with, here's the product. You have to lead with, why are we here? And why, why do you think we might be able to solve your problem? And sometimes they might not have a clear, specific answer to that. But your job is to help clarify that, right? If they're like, well, you know, my business is a mess and I heard you could help me. You can't just move on to the product, <laughs> yeah. right? You, okay, well, what do you mean your business is a mess? Tell me a little bit about that. What's happening? What's not happening, right? And so this is getting into the section of the call or conversation that you're talking about, Dean, which is the clarification, yes. right? So why, why don't you uh, elaborate a little bit more on what you were about to say just a minute ago on that?
0: Yeah, so ultimately, what you mean, not, you mean before the pen bit? What was yeah, mentioning. before the pen. Unless you want to keep selling me the pen, yeah, I can sell you a pen. I've got a good, good, good great pen. <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. That's how you sell. Great, great pen. Great pen, everyone. Here's a great
1: pen. Here, this is a great product. You should buy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so yeah. In terms of obviously, like you've touched on that. So we're going to begin. Uh, you know, we want to control the frame, control the narrative right from the very beginning. Take control of of the conversation and start now moving into this phase where it's like. We're now going to start fact-finding as I like to find it. You know, this is where, you know, I like to look at this as this is where I'm going to say very little and keep my mouth shut. Like, I'm going to say a few little things. They're typically going to be little questions that I'm going to ask. And then I'm going to stay as quiet as I possibly can. And that's, you know that That is a huge, huge tip I would give anybody that's kind of going into into selling, maybe not doing so well, or maybe new to it and got the worries like we just shared when we were first starting. One of the most common mistakes that I made, and I see a lot of people make is they do what I'm doing here. They just talk. They just keep talking. And the other, the other person's hardly getting a word in because we're like, we're nervous. We're excited. We believe we've got a great product. We're excited to try and sell it and make some money and all this kind of stuff. And what that does is we, we go into this talk mode. We're like, okay, so, you know, it's great to speak to you and, and, da-da-da, and, da-da-da, and, da-da-da, and, 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 and like, da-da-da. and then it's yeah. like, <laughs> like, whoa, this person must be like, what is going on? So, you know, the way in which I like to look at it is I'm going to I'm going to have a series of things that I'm going to ask and I'm just going to throw them towards the the prospect, the person I'm speaking to and I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to sit there with ironically with my pen and I'm going to take some key notes on the information that that person gives me because you you've hit the nail on the head James. What we're ultimately looking to find out is like Like you've said, why are we on this call today? What compelled you to have this conversation with me? They're going to, you know, give you some really valuable information there. Oh, I, you know, I was excited to talk to you because I came across your ad on Facebook and I see that you help people with this. And so. I thought, what the heck, let me have a chat with you. Okay, great. Well, so you mentioned that you came to me because, of, so now we're going to start asking questions of the person. Now we're going to start to really find out because what, we're, what our questions are for and what we're asking and being quiet about and listening to what their answers are and their responses are and what they're telling us, no matter what they might say at first, they came to you because they have some sort of problem. They, they are facing something yeah. that they, they at least are hopeful that you have the answer to, that you have the solution to. They would not be spending their time. And make no mistake, you know, it doesn't matter how you're framing your call. Oh, free strategy session, free. Like, everybody's smart. like, no, I'm turning up to a sales call. You know, I'm going to have a conversation. They might sell me something. So, you know, you're, you're looking to really get to the core of what is the problem here? What is the challenge? What is the problem that you are facing? You know, and and I want to be asking the right questions to get to the core eventually of what this challenge is. And am I the person that can help you? Yeah. You know, and so I'm going to go through a series of questions to learn more about this person, to learn more about. What they've currently done? What have they done in the past? What has led them to this point? You know, and, and again, this is going to depend on what we're actually selling here. But if I look at, you know, for example, my business, I'm helping people start businesses primarily, you know, newer people that are looking to get, a, you know, start, start a bit of a side gig on the side and build that into a hopefully eventually a full time thing that they can replace their day job with. So ultimately, when I'm going into a conversation with people or the sales team are, we want to find out like, what have they done already? what have they been through what things right. have they tried and that's going to tell us the experience that that person might have that's going to tell us as i'm having that conversation things like you know have they worked with other people similar to me in the past because if mm. they say oh yeah i've i've joined a bunch of coaching programs i'm going to start to think oh well maybe there's something there's something i need to learn here like why are you still stuck if you've worked with all these people? I'm, you know, I want to find out. I, I mean, yeah. I'm interested. And this is this is where you've just got to be listening. And, you, you know, everybody's going to know their own business uniquely, you know, so everybody's got to apply what, we're, what I'm saying and what we're saying here to your own, you, you know, your own set of circumstance. But again, if we apply this to like me, I want to now know like, oh, you've told me this. Well, can you can you tell me why didn't those things work out? Why are we still here today and you haven't yet moved beyond where you are if you work with these people? What was the problem? Right. You know, because This is going to tell me information that, again, oh, if these are the challenges you faced with those people, you know, so they might be telling me in my circumstance things like, well, they didn't offer very good support. They sold me the program and nobody was really there for me to support me after the fact. When I had questions, nobody would come back to me in a timely manner. I would often wait a week. So all these things I'm I'm writing down key things in this scenario, like, oh, lack of support, you know, lack of response, waiting around, couldn't get the help. So that if I do take this conversation to the point where I feel I can help that person, guess what information I'm going to be talking about or focusing my pitch on at the end about? Oh, you know, so you mentioned earlier that clearly a lack of support has been a big problem to you in the past, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. okay well you'll be pleased to know then that we offer two live coaching calls every week on a tuesday and a thursday if you could attend two coaching calls every week does that sound like that would be the type of support you would need mm-hmm. like, oh jackpot and how did i know that that was an important thing to talk about because i've got i've got a thousand things in my program i could tell you about but i need to learn the two or three things that you need to know about right? yeah that's
1: absolutely right because not everybody's priorities are the same right Right? right. You could have you could have a Swiss Army knife, but maybe they just need the scissors. Oof. Oof. You can't you can't just throw
0: out analogies like that without warning to the audience. I just did it. It just happened. I couldn't help myself. Absolute fire. Just came, being thrown just came right out.
1: <laughs> but but you're uh you're you're so right about that because the the investigation aspect of this call is where people tell you what they need. And it's and it's not this is this is something that I think most people think is well you're just like you're just trying to find out what they need so you could sell them something um or and so you can manipulate them or whatever i'm trying to find out what they need so i can see if what i have to offer is a good fit right that's it yeah that's it and there's there's a a huge aspect of sales where you've got to commit to being ethical and being an integrity because if you're not i promise you it's going to catch up to you and bite you in the ass anyway Right. Like don't sell stuff to people that doesn't make sense for them. There's plenty of people out there. Don't do that. It's just like yeah. a bad idea. It's bad business, bad karma, like all of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like, look at this as an example, just like, just thinking of something out loud. You can tell I'm hungry when I give this analogy. Like <laughs> imagine you go out to a restaurant and you say to your, your way to your server, when you first get in there and they're asking, like they're, they're placing the me- menus down. You say like, you know, what can you recommend? Imagine they just started reading every item on the menu, right? You'd be like, well, I could have read that myself. And actually, you know, I should probably tell you I'm a vegetarian. And he's like, oh, we have four vegetarian dishes. Why did you tell me about the steak and this and that? Well, that's kind of like, if you don't find out this information, you're going to read off the full menu at the end of the call. And they might only need it to be applicable for those four items, right? So that's what that's the way I kind of look at it. It's like, I need to find out what's going on? I need to know you. I need to learn you. And, you know, I need to learn about you as an individual and all, everything about you and where you're at, what you've been through, what your challenges are, what you're looking for, what your goals are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's so critical. And if you avoid that stage, then you wind up, one, not, wind up making an offer to somebody for something they don't need, or two, not making an offer to somebody for something that could help them solve the problem. Oh, right, yes. And this yeah. is why, going back to what we talked about in episode 193, where we said selling is serving, right? selling is a service, this is the act of service right now. The conversation that we're talking about, the thorough understanding of your prospect, and yeah. the thorough understanding of your offer, and seeing if there's a good fit to help that person solve the problem that they have. yes.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, I'll be the first to say we started this saying like, oh, you know, I used to be so nervous. And I'm sure, you know, to anyone listening that feels nervous, you know, we, we probably sound fairly confident right now. Right. But that's because we've done it a lot. And, you know, you are going to have to practice these things. You're not going to get it right straight away, you know. And so, you know, just be aware that this is a practice thing. It takes time to build your confidence in this type of environment, especially if you've never done it before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think I think the one thing I would say also is I became less nervous once I realized that I'm just trying to help somebody make a decision.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I didn't feel good about, like, ah, I'm going to force this on somebody, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make them, make them buy something that they don't want or need because I'm going to take their money. Or it's like, what? Like, most people aren't going to buy something they don't want or need anyway. Right. But they're also not going to buy something that they could
0: use if they don't see how it helps them. And that's exactly that's the bigger problem here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if we look at this so far, you know, we've began, we began the conversation by sort of setting the scene or setting the stage, you know, grabbing control of the call, setting the frame of the call. We've then, you know, we've then started moving into some sort of intelligence information gathering phase of the call. Yeah. And again, you know, We've got a wide variety of listeners across many different industries and markets. So you've got to take the core lessons of what we're saying there, because I can't give you the set questions to ask because I don't know your business as you're listening. But think about it. You've got to think about how do you gain? What information would you need to be able to make a decision if, A, you can actually help this person and B, what areas this person needs help with? That's what we're looking at. Can I help this person? I need, which means I need to learn more about them. I need to learn about their past experience that led to this point. I need to understand why things are where they are, why they are experiencing the challenge. I need to know what those current challenges are, the big problems that they're coming to me for. And if so, if I can start to ask these questions that get to the, the root uh, answers and responses of these things. I'm taking notes on them. I'm as I'm asking the questions. I'm trying to let them talk a, a lot more than what I am, so that I can just be listening and gathering that information, giving them the chance to, to to actually speak and get these things off their chest. Because you've got to remember as well, right? There's a component here that says when somebody has come to you for potential help by applying or having having a conversation with you. They are coming to you in the light that they are hoping that you have the answer for them. They are viewing you as, you know, this person that hopefully has the answers to their problems. So you are already kind of on this slight pedestal to that person in a way. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm hoping that you've already been here. And you've moved beyond where I am. And so you have the answers of that I need. So that person's hoping that you do. So they've probably they've probably got a lot they want to get off their chest in a way. It's almost like they're hoping for a relief out of this call, the relief from the pain that they're currently experiencing. Yeah. And so we're there to we want to gather. So we've set the frame, we took control. We've ca- we've worked out prior to the call the questions that we need to ask in order to gather the information that we need to be able to know if we need to make that person an offer in the first place. So as we've done that, we've started gathering these things. We now we're now gathering the information we need I guess to move things into into a next stage of this conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the one the one other thing I would say as well is In this stage, it's also really important not just to find out like where the problems are, but find out what they want. Yes. Like where like what do you want? Okay, you got all these problems now, but like what does good look like for you? What is success? Like, paint me the most vivid, real picture of what a successful outcome for you in the context of these things that we're talking about looks like. Is it, you know, I want to make a thousand dollars a month? Is it I want to make ten thousand a month? Is I want to go on you know, a two week vacation without worrying about my business? Is it, you know, I want to, I'm buying the suit. I want to look good at a wedding. Like, what is it? What is the thing that you're after? And being, uh, being really, really determined to help them get clear on that, even if they don't buy from you will leave them better off than when they started talking to you, because that's going to provide clarity for them. And you want to serve them even if they're not buying from you. Even if they're not saying yes, even if it's not now, like whatever it is, it's like, did I come away from that call clearer on what's important to me and what's Mm -hmm. getting in my way? That's a win for those people. And it's a win for you as a salesperson because it increases the odds that you're going to be able to make a relevant offer. But it also puts you in a position of trust and authority. So even if they don't buy right now, they're going to circle back to you. Because not
0: everybody says yes on the first time. Right. Very true. Very, very true. And then then the last thing, you know, the last thing you want is for people to leave those conversations and go share with their friends or post on social media. I just had the worst call in my life, this person was just trying to sell me something, didn't really care. They were got pushy. They got aggravated because I said I needed to think about it and this and that. And I just, you know, it's like you don't, you don't want people leaving with a with bad taste in their mouth. You want people saying like, wow, that was a great call.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no, nobody's going to leave feeling like it's a great call if they feel bullied. They don't feel listened to. They feel like you talked all over them. All you cared about was selling your product. People don't feel good about that. Right. And, and uh, you know, there's that old saying like people often forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So true. And, and so you're, you're a, you're a caretaker of this person and you're, and this is the reason why you need to control the frame and control the conversation because they don't know. That's why they're there with you. And so you need to like demonstrate the ability to take care of them through this conversation. So we sort of got the opening of this and the pre-frame. We've got the fact-finding, investigation. um, I I think there was another word you used for it that I liked. Um, Anyway, this middle piece of understanding, and then we're going to get to making an offer. Um, we uh, We have a word from our sponsors today, Dean. Oh, so let's have a word from our sponsors and, um, and, uh, and then we'll get to the third phase of this call. Uh, so this episode of just the tips is sponsored by world's best roses. Once you've ordered these farm fresh roses, you'll never order flowers from anyone else. World's best roses operates a family owned rose farm in Columbia dedicated to delivering the highest quality hand cut roses to you from their farm to your front door within two days. Listeners of Just the Tips can order their first bouquet of giant roses for only $23 today. Visit worldsbestroses.com to order your farm-fresh roses today. Visit worldsbestroses.com to order your bouquet now. There we go. A word from our sponsor today. Shout out to the sponsors, World Best Roses. They are good. They're really good.
0: I didn't know if it was going to sound like biased if I chime in on like actually how great these roses are <laughs> like he's gonna sound a bit strange like why is dean hyping up these roses but i, well, I assure you as i like, i've got no problem saying i buy quite a lot of flowers uh maybe not so much these days but i used to regularly buy flowers for my mom and you know things like this and like i here in the uk like you get these roses like you can go to ones just from the local store and they're just like got these tiny little heads on the roses they (laughs) die off after like two or three days it's like oh like i'm sorry i bought you those like you know like i'm sorry like i apologize for giving you these flowers then you can get ones from like a florist they're you know more expensive slightly larger but you know i i used to think i'll be honest i used to think they were great and then i visited your home and then i saw (laughs) what are the world's best roses yeah and they truly are the world's best roses. Like, they are larger than any other rose. They last longer than any other rose. They give a wow impression more than any other rose. And depending on who you give these roses to, if you're trying to get lucky, they're going <laughs> to do a good job for you, I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a good chance you're going to get lucky.
1: No, they're, they're really terrific. It's a terrific product. Um, and, it's a, and it's an incredible deal. So we got, I know they've, uh, they've got Mother's Day coming up. Uh, over here, and uh, so if you haven't gotten anything amazing for your mom yet, uh, like you spend twenty three dollars on these roses, you're going to think you spent two hundred and twenty three dollars on these.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I don't know what what's happening over there to do this first bunch of roses for twenty three dollars. I they've, I they've I, lost their minds. I, I, I think I think somebody's doing something there in Colombia. Somebody's gone crazy. Like <laughs> it's, in- it's also possible I had some influence over this. Right. In which case, hurry, listeners, and grab your roses before yeah. somebody says stop listening to James. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All so, right. just quickly, I just noticed we've got uh, several people commenting as well that are listening into the show. So, just a quick shout out to the listeners. I see Simon and Ben uh, has been commenting there. So, good to see you guys. Yeah, what's up, you guys? Catching um, the second part because part one was great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's
1: right. Yes, exactly. So, all right. So, let's get into let's get into the close. Okay. The scary part. The scary part where your heart will beat out of your chest and your hands will tremble. So uh, so, so now we've talked about the opening, controlling the frame. We've talked about diving deep into their situation and understanding where their pains are, where their problems are, and it, just as importantly, where they want to go and what good looks like for them. And so now we've got to take all of this information. We've got to say, first, are we going to make a person make this person an offer, right? Because if we've done our job up until this point, we know the ins and outs of what's going on with this person. And we know our product. We know our service. We know what we have to offer. The question is, do we make that offer? And and I think for a lot of people hearing this, they might be like, what? You might have a sales conversation where you don't make somebody an offer? yes. You absolutely might have a sales conversation where you don't make somebody an offer and that is not a failed sales conversation. It simply means they weren't a good qualified fit for whatever you had for them.
0: Yes, absolutely. and This is, this is such an important part because I can promise you that if you sell to the wrong people, you will spend more, many times more than what that person paid you. So you might think, well, I need the money right now. i got to be selling. Like, I promise you, you will lose more than they're paying you. And I don't care how much they're paying you. If it's the wrong person, you will lose more. That I can assure you. Absolutely.
1: So don't sell to the wrong people. But let's say, okay, we've identified that this person has a problem, a need, or a desire that our product or service fulfills. Now – it really is as simple as helping them see that bridge, okay, yes. Dean what all right, so if I'm understanding things correctly, here's the challenge that you're facing in your business today, and this is what you're trying to create. Is that right? And you say yes, right, or you'll say no, no, I, I think it's a little bit more like this, oh, okay, cool, thank you for like that distinction, so in understanding what we've been talking about, I think I have something that could help meet that need and get you to where you want to go. Is it okay if we take a minute or two right now to talk about that? Yes. Right? Because now I'm getting their explicit permission to make them an offer.
0: Yes. Really, really,
1: really important.
0: Yes. It is, it, it's such a tiny piece, yet so significant. Yeah. So significant. Because like, I think I think one of the biggest problems that people face, I know I certainly did, is like, how to transition to making the offer. Yeah. Like, How do we go from like, Oh, I'm, I'm your friend and we're building rapport <laughs> and I'm asking you these questions and you're telling me all this nice stuff and we've got the same dog and you're amazing. And I like pasta too. And you love pasta and all this stuff to now like, okay, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well, think about, think
1: about it this way too. I, I would say, I would say you're still sort of in that rapport the whole way through. Um, Cause if you, you know, let's say I found this great TV show to watch. And we're talking, you're like, oh, man, like, I don't know what to watch. There's nothing cool anymore. Or blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, Dean, I found the coolest TV show. I got to tell you about it, right? Are you going to be like, no, I don't want to hear about the TV show. Or I don't want to hear about the thing that you think is cool that could make my life better. Go away from me, right? <laughs> right. No, like, I'm a friend. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to close you on the TV show because I think you might enjoy it, right? right? And that's a super... Silly example, potentially, but we get to this part of the call and and we're asking them, we're saying, hey, I've been listening to you for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it's been. Here's what I understand about you. First, the person's going to feel incredibly heard. Most people are horrible, horrible listeners and don't listen when other people talk. So this experience that this prospect is having with you, is going to be different from 90% of the people they're talking to on a regular basis who who are not paying attention to them. They're going to be like, Oh my God, this guy actually listened to me. Yes. Yeah. I freaking listened to you. My job here is to listen to you. Yeah. That's my job. Right. And so I'm going to play back what I heard. They're going to feel listened to and then say, okay. And it's important that you did listen. Otherwise this next piece doesn't work. Right. This, everything here happens for a reason. Everything happens in this sequence. And so now they feel listened to, hey, here's what I heard. Based on everything you've told me, I think I have something that could help. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. Like, how hard is that? It's perfect. How could you say, no, no, I don't want to hear about it. And if somebody said no to me, no, I don't want to hear about it. I'd be say, okay, no problem. Can you tell me why? Yeah. Because I'm still controlling the frame. Yeah. Why don't you want to hear about it? I'm afraid it's going to be too expensive. Don't you want to know? Yeah. Like, and,
0: and like here's, here, here's a really, here's quite an interesting way to look at things. Like, cause again, I think, um, I think a lot of people feel the pressure because, you know, it's like never done this before. I don't know this person. It's like they're a stranger. These are the type of things that you probably say to your friends in like, you know, if you, if you were talking with a good friend of yours and you were like, Oh, by the way, you should come and do this. If they were like, no, I, I don't know if I want to do that. You wouldn't like panic and freak out and be like, "Oh my god, you challenged me!" You'd be like, "How no. come? How come yeah. you should you should do that? It'd be great. Like, what? Why? What's not? What's the reason?" Yeah, why not? Oh. You just told me. You just told me you wanted to do X, Y,
1: and Z. This seems like it's it's yeah. a it's a good fit. Like, why don't you want to do it? Right? There could be an explanation, right? And you just need to rewind a second and be like, "Okay, well, why not?" And they're yeah. going to tell you. You're gonna and you'd be like, "Oh, well." sorry, I didn't communicate this right. Or what right. I really meant to say was this. Or, or there might be a legitimate thing that would be just like, you know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to work with you.
0: Okay, fine. yeah. I mean, I imagine that a lot of your calls reach that point, and they say, Almost all of them. James, I apologize. I thought <laughs> I was talking to Dean. I've got through yeah. to the wrong number. No. I, I meant to get the other guy.
1: I can't tell you how often it happens. Like if I had a dollar for every time that happened, I wouldn't need to do sales calls. Um, And so let's assume that the person says, yes, they give you the permission. Then what we're doing now is we're sharing with them what we have and highlighting, just like you said a little while ago, the main things that they brought up and how the product or the service that we're presenting to them, we're offering to them meets the needs and helping them solve the problem and getting them to where they want to go. All we're doing is building a little bridge. You told me this, here's what this does. You said you wanted to get here. Here's how this works. Boom. Does that, does that sound like it makes sense to you be like, yeah, it sounds great. And then they're going to be like, well, how much does it cost or whatever? And maybe you've pre-framed them coming in. They know how much it costs or maybe they don't. And then just share it with them. Just share it. Right. Rip the bandaid off. You don't, you can't. you can't be scared about sharing numbers. You yeah. got to do it at some point. If somebody's going to say yes to something specific, you know, oh, it's a, it's a 5k program. Um, you know, we, we break it up into payments or it's, you know, it's a $10,000 thing or like it's a whatever. Right. And for that investment, we can solve these problems and get you to where you want to go
0: is that something that you'd like to move forward with? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I think, like, I think the, the, for me the key in this is like, if you've done the job earlier on, everything we spoke about earlier on, this part is so much easier. So much. Like, if, if you did not ask questions, take notes, and get the right information out of that person – in the in the first and second part of, of the conversation that we've been speaking about and going over, you will likely find this part very difficult to actually make a sale, even if they're like, yes, please tell me like I'm very excited. If you did not get the right information to find out the right stuff early on, you will struggle to sell because you're not going to be able to connect the solution to the problem. And that's, I guess, what you're saying here is like, imagine if throughout the call, you've identified five key areas that has kept them stuck, or at least what they believe has kept them stuck or kept them where they are right now, why they've not been able to move forwards. You've got five things that ultimately, if you could solve those problems that would get them to where they want to be. And you almost, in a way, you want them to agree to that. Okay, so if we had a solution to be able to, you know, remedy these things, get you over that problem, solve that and take that away, would that be something that you, you know, see the value in? Like, yes, of course. Okay, well, let me me just explain then exactly what we do. So what I'm going to then do, if I've got, imagine there might be a hundred benefits and exciting things about my program. I want to find the key ways in which to connect the five problems that I've got on my notepad to what they're going to get from me. So instead of now like, oh, you're going to get a 100 tutorials that are going to guide you through every possible thing you might ever need to know ever about this area. Instead, it's going to be, okay, so you mentioned to me earlier on, and please tell me if this is correct, But one of the areas in which you've struggled is, is you've really not had the right guidance and training to fully understand and have clarity on XYZ. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna tell you about, that I'm excited to first is the first thing that you're going to get when you first join us. I'm gonna put you through an initial eight module certification course. Now, this is basically me downloading ten years of knowledge into you in just a few hours. This is gonna help you to learn blah blah blah. Which correct me if I'm wrong is what you said earlier that you've really not been able to connect the dots on. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Great. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to sign up. Like sign me up already. Yeah. So like. Um, what we're doing is we're taking the problem, connecting with a solution that they're going to get from us and crossing those problems off to the yeah, point cool. where, wow, like you can take away all these problems. Like, I don't care how much it is anymore. Like, let me in. Like, you yeah. have the answer. No, it's exactly right. And, uh,
1: and we're, uh, we're going to have to wrap up here. I don't think, I don't know, we'll, we'll uh, maybe we, I don't know, I feel like we should figure out something to do where like people bring their actual sales challenges to to one of these shows at some point. We do like Ooh. some calls or something like that. Oh, and here's hey, Stacey's. Stacey's here this week as well. Hey. Uh, the, I think the dude that's rough comment was related to all the people getting on the phone with me thinking they're talking to you. Um, <laughs> I, anyway. It was. I rough. think the
0: amen. I think the amen is to do with that same conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, so uh, so we appreciate you guys listening. We hope that this has been uh, super informative and valuable. Um, please leave us some comments if uh, if you're interested in um, in actually calling in and having us diagnose some of your sales stuff. Um, leave a comment, and we'll uh, we'll reach out and get in touch with you. But uh, but that's going to be a wrap for us today. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Shout out to, again, to our Zhang listeners. We, uh, we love you guys. And uh, we'll sign off here. We'll talk to you guys later. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justatipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO capable of running your company without being stuck in the day to day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy, Happy Game Show by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.